Gideon George will hand off on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in beautiful Malibu, California, for a matchup against the Pepperdine Waves. After a fairly successful three-game homestand that saw BYU win two of three, the Cougars hit the road for two games this week, beginning tonight at Pepperdine. Now, BYU heads to Southern California on a two-game winning streak. The Cougars' last victory was Saturday night against Pacific. The Cougars winning that one 81-66. It was a game where the Cougars showed off their offensive and defensive skills. BYU had four players score in double figures, led by Foose and Gideon George, each with double doubles of 9 and 12, and then 12 and 10, respectively. Jackson Robinson and Rudy Williams were the other two Cougars with double digit points, each scoring 11 on the evening. Now, just as impressive was BYU's defense, forcing 18 Tiger turnovers and coming away with 12 steals. And speaking of turnovers, BYU's two-game winning streak has also coincided with the team committing 10 or less turnovers in both games. That's the first time that has happened this season. Now, the Cougars moved up in the WCC standings. They are now tied with LMU at 6-5 and five in third place. Pepperdine is 8-17 and 17 overall and dead last in the conference at 1-10. and 10. However... The Waves are probably feeling great right now because that one WCC win came on Saturday against Portland in jaw-dropping fashion in double overtime. There are way too many moving parts to try to explain right now in terms of what happened at the end of that game. But if you have not already seen it, I highly recommend checking it out on YouTube or wherever to see what went into Pepperdine getting that win. It was absolutely incredible how they won that game. So I highly recommend you taking a second and, uh, and seeing how that played out. Certainly hoping uh, that uh, they are on the losing end of things tonight against BYU. Now the Cougars beat the Waves last month in Provo by 10 at the Marriott Center. BYU shot the ball extremely well in that game, and hopefully that repeats itself tonight. Firestone Fieldhouse it has been a tricky BYU to play over the years. BYU hovering right around 500 in Malibu, but they did win their last season. In fact, BYU has beaten Pepperdine four straight times, but still the Cougars cannot overlook this game, knowing that Gonzaga is waiting for them on Saturday in Spokane. It is all about focusing on this game tonight. The Waves are led by Maxwell Lewis, Houston Millette, and Mike Mitchell Jr. Now, Lewis and Millette are good shooters, while Mitchell Jr. is the assist guy setting everybody up. Pepperdine isn't the greatest defensive team. They're giving up 80 points per game, so hopefully BYU's offense can find its rhythm and make them pay for not being a great defensive team. Now, I mentioned a moment ago, Gideon George played very well against Pacific this past Saturday, picking up a double-double. I talked with Gideon after practice this week and, and asked him what's been different over the past two games, both wins. Protecting the ball and um, 
I think protecting the ball is a huge key for us. Like the two games, I think we were under 10 turnovers, so I think that's been the real key for us. And we didn't make shot the last game, but we protect the balls. That's why we had a chance to win the games. And you're right, the, the 10 or less in back-to-back games, it's the first time that's happened all season long. What was the difference with the turnovers? Was it more of a mindset? What led to you guys controlling the basketball better than you have in, in other games? Uh, losing sock, you know, and um, so as a group, we do, we're doing like collective um, job of like protecting the ball and it's like really important if you want if you want to have chance to win basketball games you have to protect the ball and I think the guys are like buying into that and doing it well. You're coming off a really good game a double double in the win against Pacific what was working so well for you on Saturday? Just playing basketball just enjoying the game of basketball and like just try to play hard on both ends of the floor just keep it simple and just make simple plays. Coach Pope, I asked him about you because it really feels like when you have a good game, the team usually has a lot of success. And I asked him why he feels that that's connected that way. And he says it's because of your versatility that maybe one night if the shot's not falling, your defense is still there or your hustle is there. You can you can do so many different things. Would you agree with that, that your versatility is one of the things you feel is is most important with your game? Yeah, I agree with that. It's not just only me, though. So we have a lot of guys that bring that to the table, too. Richie Sander, he plays so hard both uh, ends of the floor. So at, at least just me, like, leading that charge and Richie. And so I think that, like, help us as a team, too. We need guys that can do that. As a player that is so versatile, what part of your game do you take the most pride in? Um, Gaudin, um, just being a lockdown defender and making shots. So it's just that simple. And if I can guard my man and make shots, that's it. I know that you've talked a lot about the experience during the offseason and trying out for some of the NBA teams. And I know that they gave you some feedback. What type of feedback did they give you in terms of your defense? You got to just be an everyday guy. Don't take any possession off. So you got to guard every possession and be that main guy on defense so that's the feedback I got from the NBA teams. Have you felt like that experience has helped you this year? Yeah, I'm just trying to do whatever it's going to take for our team to win. So be it like being that main dude on defense, like going after every loose ball and like rebounding. I'll do whatever it takes for this team to win because at the end of the day the team is um, ahead of all of us so we have to put the team in front so I'm putting the team in front of me. You guys have been able to be home for a little while. Now you're heading out on the road. What are your thoughts on this this Pepperdine team that you've already beaten? You beat them last month. What are your thoughts on facing them a second time? Um, they're, a good, they're a really good team, and they're like number six in the country, like transition um, offense. So they're going to test us transition defense so how are we going to run back and like match up so I think if we can take care of that we're going to have a high ceiling of like coming out good with the game and while their record isn't what I'm sure they want they are coming off their first conference win in dramatic fashion do you have to make sure that you knowing that they're going to come in with a little bit of confidence make sure they you don't allow them to build on that confidence um, they're a really good team at home, you know, and we too, we had like this momentum going, winning two games straight. So at least we're just going to go over there and do the simple team, try to protect the ball, run back on defense. I think we're going to be fine. With Gonzaga, the game after, do you have to completely put that out of your mind and make sure you're focusing 100% on Pepperdine and not worrying about the Zags? 
That, you see, we're going to take it a game at a time. We know we got the Zags on Saturday. That's a big game too. So, as I say, both teams is like transition defense. So yeah. he's going to test. He's going to test us. So how can we like? So we're going to worry about paper dying before Gonzaga. So we're going to take it one step at a time instead of jumping with two steps. So we're going to focus on paper dying. Then after paper dying, then we think of Gonzaga. All right. The last time that I talked to you, we talked about you being engaged. Well, now you're married. Couple months now. How's married life treating you? Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. My wife is really wonderful. She's she's the best. So I'm really enjoying married life. Okay. So now realizing you're pretty busy, you got a lot going on. You got school. You got basketball. Do you still help around the house? Do you cook the meals? Do you, do you help out with that kind of stuff? Oh, um, I'm the chef. We both. Okay. We both. She make really good pancakes. Then I make her Nigerian food. So she loves Nigerian food. So. I'm really good at that. How has that part of your life helped your basketball life? When things are so good off the court, does that help on the court as well? Yeah, you you want a wife that will give you peace of mind. So I think my wife does that like at a hundred percent clip. So like just everything good at home. Like it is a lot of stress for me and coming out here just to play ball. Gideon, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for the time as always, and good luck in Malibu. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you. That was Gideon George. Look, married life's going well. BYU's on a two-game winning streak. He's coming off a double-double. It is really good to be Gideon George right now. Appreciate him, as always, taking a few minutes. All right, coming up next, we'll head out to Malibu. Firestone Fieldhouse as the Cougars get ready to take on the Pepperdine Waves. We will talk with our own Mark Durant when we return to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. More Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Jason Shepard with you. It's time for our courtside conversation. And to do that, we head all the way, almost into the Pacific Ocean. If, if you have a strong enough arm, you might be able to throw a baseball from Firestone Fieldhouse into the ocean. You'd have to have, like, Mike Trout-type arm power. But Mark Durant has that, or at least close, and he joins us there, uh, the site of tonight's basketball yeah. game. It really is probably, like, from a scenic place, if you're obviously not in Provo, it's probably the number one location. Is, is there anything better than that one? Oh, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes you say when a guy can't make a shot, he can't throw it in the ocean. Well, you, you could throw it in the ocean uh, here. That's not too hard to do. Uh, but it's it's a beautiful setting up kind of on the bluff, looking over the ocean. And I had an early dinner uh, with my sweetheart looking out over the ocean. I mean, it's, it's pretty pretty cool stuff. And uh, it's a great venue. And uh, obviously the, the gym size is a little problematic. But I always have enjoyed coming here. And there's been some really good games in this building. So, you know, every time I come to one of these places, it, it, you know, it makes me a little... A little sad to think maybe the last time, but, uh, of course, looking forward to the future and what that holds. Coach Pope this week during media availability joked that he wished that they would uh, would rebuild it, but rebuild it as a retractable roof so that you could really get the uh, the full experience of being that close to the ocean when you play a game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you wouldn't. Maybe just, have, like, get an old aircraft carrier and park it off the coast and just play on top of that <laughs> or something. You know, they do, they do that, so that's... <laughs> That's not too big of a stretch. But, uh, hey, Jason, yeah. I got I got a great business idea for us. We can make millions. You ready? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, all right, this is what we do. 
I spent a couple hours just lying in the sun today out by the pool. So, and, and it was just restorative, right? You know, because you've been, we've been stuck in Utah for months of winter and, you know, you get down, you get, it, 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 just, it takes a lot out of you, right? And so I'm thinking you've got the VR stuff now. So what you do is you get the VR, and all the VR is, it's not a video game, right? You're just sitting on the beach, right? You're just looking out at the ocean. Then you have a little sun lamp, you're laying, you know, above you, and a little wind blowing, in, and, and you think you're at the beach. And so you're sitting out for an hour and in Utah, and then you come out and you feel good, right? I like the idea. I, I'm not sensing a lot of enthusiasm. You know, I give you a million-dollar idea, well, I, I, and I, I, I'm just not feeling it. Here's my problem. Isn't that already exist? <laughs> I, I think somebody, you may be plagiarizing something. Somebody I, beat I me to somebody the idea? I thought of that. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to go find it. somebody has already beat you to the punch. <laughs> All right. You're always, shoot, right, well, you always shooting me down, Shepard. Yeah, I, I apologize. Let's uh, let's focus <laughs> on uh, the game here. And, and actually, let's talk about this. Turnovers. Ten turnovers or less in the last two games. In your mind, what's been the difference in that respect? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think uh, BYU's really getting the handle of the two-man game, and uh, and particularly Dallin and uh, and Rudy. And they're coming off, and they're not forcing things. They're getting the paint. They're putting the de- they come off that screen from Foose. They get the defender on their backside. And they have a little two-man game with with the with Foose's defender, and they're just being very patient. So they're either getting a shot or making the right pass. Earlier in the season, it was just like 100 mile an hour downhill. Leave your feet. What am I going to do with it? Uh, and, or get it knocked away? And and so I think there's a, a just a sense of patience, and that comes with being comfortable with the offense and 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 knowing where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do, what shots you're supposed to take. And and, and so I think BYU is doing doing that. It was a great week. Uh, turnover wise i mean they had what total 15 turnovers and that that's been a first half for byu in some games and so you can see when byu takes care of the ball rebound like they always do and they start making some shots too how how deadly this team can be you know this team sometimes beats themselves with those turnovers and when you can rein that in and keep playing as hard as you have been and knock down a couple threes man you you are you are the team you want to be and that was fun to see them play that way. We'll see how the, uh, uh, you know, the confidence and the momentum keeps going here. It's always easier to do at home. And, you know, this will be a tough environment. And then obviously you have Gonzaga, which is tough. But I, I certainly uh, like the way BYU played in that last week. And that's a template going forward. If they can kind of keep producing those kind of results, uh, then they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. I mentioned this in the interview that I did with Gideon. I, I talked, to, talked to him, and actually I asked Coach Pope about it as well. Gideon George, at least to me, feels like one of those barometer players. When he plays well, BYU usually plays well. And he played really well in that game on Saturday. What is it about Gideon's game that seems to be so important to the Cougars' success? Well, he's a, he's a leader on the team, for one. Um, you know, you, you got to look to him, and Spencer Johnson is a guy with experience and and, and as I think you mentioned in your interview, even when he's not shooting the ball particularly well, he's a great rebounder, just a terrific rebounder from that three spot and, and uh, is a good defender and, and does a lot of things for you even when he's not scoring. I, I've been a little bit disappointed with, with Gideon's game this year, n- not anything in particular other than I thought he would be more adept when he gets in the paint to be a, a scorer, and, and he's just kind of struggled with that 
a little bit. But what I've liked what I've seen recently is him getting into the paint and then just pulling up for a jumper. Just pull up for that 15-foot jumper, and he's hit a couple, and I think that gives him confidence. And he, he's been much better lately, but uh, I, I just don't think he's been able to find that groove once he gets in the paint of, of scoring it. But but he, I, I do think he's been much better lately. And so if you can get some you know 10 or 15 points out of Gideon and add that on to everything he does great for you uh, and really helps the team, I mean, again, you, you're, a, you're a problem. You, you become a team that's a real problem when you have a, a guy like Gideon that can do so many different things. And, and, and BYU's really got to, you know, everybody can contribute. So it's hard to really scout BYU and take away one thing because they, they've got a lot of weapons. And but, but Gideon needs to be one of those weapons. I mean, he, he's too good a player not to be getting 10 to 15 points a night. Even, even though he does do a lot of good things, he should be a scorer for you. He should be you know, producing offensively, and I think we're seeing more of that from him lately. It's kind of crazy to be putting a lot of stock, or maybe this much stock, in just one win. But when you're Pepperdine and <laughs> have gone so long without getting a conference win, to be able to pick up that win, certainly not even talking about how it happened, but finally getting that first conference win this far into the season, how much more dangerous does that make a team like Pepperdine, even though you've already beaten them, from a confidence standpoint that they're like, wow, we finally got that monkey off our back? Well, what, what an amazing finish. I've never seen anything like that That finish. That was really something. Um, and, and I'm interested to see what that does for Pepperdine, like you, you mentioned here. I mean, that, that can certainly be a spark. But I almost prefer that they won that game uh, simply because – I know the desperation that teams can have when they have not won. And, and you don't want to be the team that they finally beat. I mean, you know, they, they may, if they're coming into this game after losing that one, and, and they, they really might be fired up. They say, we got to win this game. we just got to win a game. And, and now, you know, that was such a, a taxing, emotional victory for them. It, it may actually work against them a little bit. I mean, I, you know, the teams go out and play the game regardless, but I don't know that it'll be uh, too beneficial to them other than uh, maybe it takes a little bit of pressure off the, of going winless and, and give them a little bit of spark. But uh, I, I always feared the teams that were, you know, on losing streaks because they, I knew they wanted to get out of the losing streak. And, and so they're on a winning streak, so maybe, maybe they won't quite have that kind of intensity. All right, last one for you, Mark. Uh, despite some heartbreaking losses, BYU is still in position to finish as the top four team in the WCC, which is what you want heading into Vegas and the conference tournament. That obviously gives you the bye into Saturday. That's what you're looking for. Including tonight, BYU has five games remaining before the conference tournament. How confident are you that the Cougars can achieve that goal and, and really set themselves up heading into the Orleans Arena in Vegas? I'm really confident, and, uh, you know, I just go by what I've seen recently. And, uh, you know, they lost to St. Mary's in a tough one, but then had two blowout wins against teams that are competing for that three and four spot uh, at home. And and so I expect BYU to win this game. I mean, I, that's just my expectation after seeing them play recently. And, and then, you know, I don't expect them to beat Gonzaga but or, or St. Mary's on the road, but why wouldn't they win all their home games? There's certainly no reason why they shouldn't with how they've played recently. And then they get this one on the road. So that's, you know, that's three three wins, uh, four, excuse me, 
yeah, four, four wins and two losses or whatever it is, that, that'll put them right where they need to be. If they, if they can do that, they're going to be in the three, three or four spot, get them to Saturday. And that's really kind of, you know, obviously you'd want to be one or two, but that three and four is a good position uh, to, to win a couple games and to get on a little bit of roll and, and feel confident in Vegas. And so I think that's, that's the ideal for them, and it's right there for them. I mean, I, there, there's, they don't have to do anything special. Just take care of business, and, and that'll be theirs for the taking. All right, Mark, so before you leave Southern California, I, I feel bad that I wasn't as uh, enthusiastic about your uh. entrepreneurial uh, endeavors <laughs> that you brought. But here's, I got, I've got something for you. Shark Tank Films, not that far away. Maybe you can pitch it, and, uh, and maybe you can make us some millions. All right, I'm, I'm a little crestfallen, but I'll, you know, I'll see if I can recover and then, then go talk to Mark Cuban and see what he thinks. All right, Mark. Great insight as always. Thanks. Uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you on Saturday. But we'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks. Thanks, Shep. See you. There we go. The great Mark Durant. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50, lo- 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. One more segment of Cougar Pregame Live. We'll check out some other local teams in action as we speak. We'll do that when we come back. Cougar Pregame Live next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live. Here's Jason Shepard. Taking on the Pepperdine Waves tonight. We'll have it for you coming up in just a little bit. We'll send you out to Firestone Fieldhouse coming up in just a second. Let's check in on BYU women's basketball. They are hosting Pepperdine at the Marriott Center right now. They are through one quarter. Second quarter about to get underway. Pepperdine has a one-point lead at 11-10 to 10 over the BYU Cougars. Let's also check in on women's softball. Uh, softball beginning the 2023 season today. It was a doubleheader at the Puerto Vallarta College challenge cougars splitting they dropped the first game versus north carolina two nothing and then uh, a final as of about 20 minutes ago cougars come back and get a one nothing win over wisconsin in the second game montana state is in ogden tonight taking on weber state the wildcats with a four-point deficit right now it is 1915 in favor of montana state also southern utah is hosting tarleton and the T-Birds trail 23-18 with eight minutes to go in the first half. Lots to get to coming up at halftime. We'll check in on other scores in the West Coast Conference, plus top 25 college hoops. We'll obviously let you know what's happening with women's basketball as they continue hosting Pepperdine at the Marriott Center. All right, after the break, out to Malibu and Firestone Fieldhouse for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Firestone Fieldhouse on the hills overlooking the Pacific Ocean in Malibu, California. As tonight, 
The BYU Cougars pay their last ever WCC visit to Pepperdine. The Cougars playing for a third straight win while the Waves are riding high following their first WCC win of the season, a wild double overtime decision that snapped an 11-game slide. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, joined as always by my broadcast partner since 1997, the former Cougar cager himself, Mark Durant. And Mark, the Waves were a talented team. We know that. It was somewhat surprising. They took an 0-10 conference record into Saturday night's home game with Portland. And it took a minor miracle, mind you, but the Waves got that first WCC win. Now BYU draws a team that's been re-energized. Cougs will need to match the mojo in Malibu. <laughs> when you think you've seen it all, you watched the end of that game the other <laughs> night. Unbelievable. Remind me this time once, Greg, we were playing in, uh, on our European trip, and we are in Slovenia of all places, right? And it's a, just a knockdown, dragout game. They had this big old, big old guy, and every time he would do something, he'd kind of do a little body shake to the crowd, and, and uh, <laughs> it kind of got under our nerves a little bit. So anyway, Kirk Christensen ends up making a free throw to win the game. No time left, right? And uh, he makes a free throw to win it. And in jubilation, he does the, the body shake that this guy's been doing all night. Ref calls a T on us. <laughs> they go down, make both free throws, and beat us. No. And, <laughs> so, I mean, you, you just feel – I mean, Pepperdine, uh, after not having a win, they just got to be thrilled of getting that win. And maybe that gives them a spark, you know. They've, they've certainly got all kinds of talent with uh, uh, Millette and uh, Lewis and – and Mitchell, I mean, th- th- those guys are terrific. And so it's just weird in the first place that they have so much trouble winning a game. And now they're, they kind of got off the snide. So that may be – you're always looking for a little spark, and maybe that gives it to them. Or maybe it, maybe the, the pressure of winning is now taken off of them. I, I don't know how it will affect them, but that was a crazy, crazy finish. And BYU's got to make sure there's no room for crazy finishes in this one. Just go out, take care of business, get a win here, and move on. The uh, BYU-Slovenia finish just slightly less publicized than the U.S.-Soviet Union gold medal game in, w- in 1972. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that uh, it's not, it hasn't been talked about more. But not part yeah, of basketball is. lore for, for fans across the country, but uh, still, <laughs> that's a great story. Uh, coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope when the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Malibu, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and Pepperdine playing to uh, tip off the WCC weekend. Uh, Cougs have won the last four meetings, 10 of the last 11 overall against the Waves. Tonight's game time, by the way, has been slid to 10 past the hour. So an 8-10 mountain time, 7-10 Pacific time tip. The TV slide backing us up five minutes, but there we go. Uh, after seasons of struggle in Malibu, uh, BYU has some things figured out at Firestone Fieldhouse. The Cougs have won four of the last five get-togethers on the Waves' home floor here at Pepperdine. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. Our conversation presented, as always, by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope talks about the unique challenge of slowing down an up-tempo and high-octane Pepperdine attack. Like we've talked about before, it's for my money, this is potentially going to grow into the most lethal offensive uh, team in our conference if these guys stay together. They're still young. It's kind of like they're all sophomores now, and, and um, you know they've got unbelievable juice because they're coming. They finally got a win. There's so many games that they should have had wins. They finally got one, so they're 
going to play free and with amazing confidence and, and some real passion and, and they're talented explosive scorers so this is um, in league so far this has been probably our Achilles heel when you have three really explosive backcourt players and this is a great challenge for us to to measure ourselves right now and see if we can keep going and get better. I know you're more concerned about your team's approach, but uh, you have to wonder, you know, if Pepperdine didn't get that game Saturday, how beaten down they might have felt, but instead, the way they win it, they might have a totally fresh approach to the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and listen, Lorenzo, he's, first of all, he's one of the best coaches in the country, and he, he does, he's done an incredible job with this young, young group of guys right now for a year and almost two seasons in keeping them fresh every single game and um so you know uh they they are gonna have some 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 renewed vigor just coming off the win but but they come every night anyway and 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 you know it's scoring is fun and so it's it's not hard to get inspired uh to score and that's what these guys do great job at your place of holding these guys off because they came hard the entire second half yeah you know we had a we had a really solid uh defensive the first half it was it was after a super emotional thursday game that was just heartbreaking and then um, we were not as effective in the second half and we got a chance to see how scary this team can be on the offensive end when when you let them get cooking and so um, we have a, a tremendous amount of respect for this group and what, what they can do and we got to come out tonight from first possession all the way through 40 minutes uh, being totally dialed in on guarding and they're still going to make hard shots but we got to force them to make hard shots What's at the top of the to-do list scouting report-wise tonight? Transition defense. Um, this is the sixth fastest team in the country in terms of average length of offensive possession. Yeah. And then and then, if you just take conference games, some rankings have them as number one fastest team in the country. So they're really dangerous in, in transition. And they're dangerous not from, from 23 feet. They're dangerous from 27 feet. So you have to guard 50 by 27 um, in transition. And, and that's a huge task for us. And if you don't do that, then you don't get a chance to be in the game. So that's a huge priority for us. And then, like we said, they have these incre- these three incredibly, incredibly dynamic guards that we have to find answers to to guard our yard. You've been hanging your hat on the defense all year. What do you like lately about the offensive efficiency if you've seen strides? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, we had a good weekend last weekend at home, and it was – you know, it was our best uh, ball possession game. It wasn't our best shooting weekend. It wasn't. It wasn't our best uh, in any manner like that. But we were great on the offensive glass, and we protected the ball. And that equation is good enough for us right now. If we, if we're great on the defensive end, and then you know making shots becomes a luxury. And and that's how you like to have a team. You like to have a team where, especially a talented shooting team like we have, that we've been shooting it better in conference. Um, but we have to protect this ball, and we got to have a presence on the offensive glass. Those are two, you know, our, that's the foundation of our offense. All right, Big Road Weekend tips off tonight. So good luck against Pepperdine, Coach. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Chief. All right, that's BYU head coach Mark Pope leading us into tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built. Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for BYU against Pepperdine tonight? Well, Fasini Torres had some nice games against Pepperdine, so I expect Pepperdine to try and do some things to stop him with the double team and uh, what I think that will open up is three-point shots for BYU. I think you, you have to make 10-plus in this game uh, because I think they'll try and take away Foos a little bit. And then because you're shooting more threes, I think you have to double up Pepperdine on the offensive rebounds, which 
he did last game yep. and uh, should be able to do tonight as Pepperdine's a little bit undersized. When you say last game, you mean last game against last Pepperdine game against and Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Right. Yep. As we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next. Live from Firestone Fieldhouse in beautiful Malibu, California. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are coming to you live from the shores of the Pacific Ocean in Malibu, California, and the campus of Pepperdine University. Tonight, the BYU Cougars come calling as they open a two-game weekend road swing. BYU 16-10 on the season, 6-5 in the WCC. Pepperdine 8-17 on the year, 1-10 in conference. BYU's 6-5 record has the Cougars in solo third place in league coming into the weekend. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And by the way, when we come to Malibu, so do the BYU fans. I would have to say that uh, more than half the crowd we see in the stands right now is in some form of BYU blue. Always great to see tonight. It is BYU and Pepperdine. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store. As I mentioned, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operators, Seth Larson, Corbin Radford, and James Finlayson. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires. Our broadcast intern, Caleb Hatch, at BYU Radio tonight. And you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, satellite flight radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM in Salt Lake City. We are also heard on the BYU Radio app and at BYUradio.org. Well, when last week began, BYU was in a tie for sixth place in the WCC. Two home wins later, as I mentioned. BYU now starts the week tied for third. I, I said solo third. They're tied for third with LMU now. And with a win tonight, they would be solo third, uh, or could be by the end of the evening if LMU loses tonight. Uh, once you look past St. Mary's and Gonzaga, Mark, the rest of the teams in the league have been uh, knocking each other around. The battle to stay in the top four team tier will be hotly contested. Yeah, and I guess you might say, well, what, what difference does it make? You're not going to catch... Gonzaga, St. Mary's, but I'm, t- I'm telling you, when you you're talking about a conference tournament and the possibility of winning a conference tournament, which is you know pr- a bigger probability than maybe it has been in past years, you just don't want to make your life any harder than it has to be. And to get to that sta- Saturday game, I think is critical because if, if you're Friday or even Thursday, I mean, you're talking about these teams beating each other up. It's because they're pretty similar, and you don't want to have to play two games against two really good teams just to get to the semis. So, I mean, it's critical if, if you're thinking about postseason, if you're thinking about conference tournament, you've got to take care of business now. You've got to be in that third and fourth spot. You've got to give yourself some rest, and then you're ready to go Saturday night. You get a win under your belt. Then you face one of those teams in St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That, that's your pathway. You don't want to have to fight to just get to Saturday. It makes it too hard on you. So get the job done now 
and then put yourself in, a, in the best spot possible going forward. And there are two types of postseason hopes for BYU right now. The Cougs don't have the NCAA at-large resume. We know that. Uh, you know, if, if they were to win at St. Mary's and Gonzaga, things right. might change down the stretch. But as of right now, and presuming those teams hold serve, you wouldn't have the NCAA at-large resume you need. So first hope is you go on a run, you win the tournament, and you get in automatically. And then another one, the next one is NIT. And I have seen this week BYU in two NIT brackets. And so they're not out of the running there by any stretch. And if they were to finish strongly and win a game or two in Vegas, you could find BYU in a good spot, meaning uh, an NIT spring board into Big 12 play next year. Yeah, and some years you think, well, you know, NIT is not what you're shooting for, but for this team and uh, where they're at right now, that's a great accomplishment. That would be a great a great thing for them uh, to have some postseason play, and it's a building block for what you do in the future. But uh, So, I mean, there's still a lot of good things, a lot of good things for this team to look forward to, to play for, and it starts tonight against Pepperdine, a team you should beat. It's on the road, though. You struggled on the road recently. You've got to come out and, and show you are a team that is deserving of all the things we just talked about. Coming up after our break, we'll get the Pepperdine perspective as we hear from Waves head coach Lorenzo Romar as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues from Pepperdine. It's the Cougars and the Waves with BYU playing for a fifth straight win over the Waves and a third consecutive win overall. Pepperdine was a winless in league play at 0-10 going into Saturday night's home game with Portland and after seemingly having the game won in regulation and then the first overtime, the Waves had three-point leads in the final 10 seconds in both regulation and the first OT. It looked like Pepperdine was then destined to lose in double overtime. But in one of the most bizarre endings to a college game ever, the Waves got a game winner with 0.6 seconds on the clock in the second OT and beat Portland 94-93 to snap the Waves' 11-game losing skid. Now the challenge is to maintain momentum with BYU in town. So Pepperdine was down three, under two seconds to go in the second overtime. For some reason, this doesn't, this doesn't get talked about enough. Why were they trying to get two, down three, with two seconds to go. And, and at that point... Are you Portland, arguing with the strategy, Greg? Yes, I am. <laughs> You're down three, closing seconds. Port, what Portland should have been doing was giving Pepperdine right. the layup. Right. You're going to win at that point. Instead, Jay Yoon, a walk-on who barely plays, gets in. He drives, and they foul him on the layup. Of course, he misses the free throw with 1.3 to go. And in the fight for the rebound, which Portland grabs, they get fouled immediately. Game over, right? Well, yeah, except Christian Scholen throws an elbow trying to get the hugging Pepperdine defender off of him. And you had a flagrant foul after the common foul. What it turned out to be was Portland making and missing a free throw, then Pepperdine making and missing a free throw. Still a one-point game, but now it's Pepperdine ball. Point six to go under their own basket. They lob for the score, and they win. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, a lot of mistakes were made. Let's yeah. <laughs> yes. And so a short time ago, I spoke with Pepperdine head coach Lorenzo Romar about the objective to try and keep that uh, good luck rolling now and just where last Saturday night's game ranked on his list of memorable finishes in 26 seasons as a head coach. Never been on the winning end of one of those. Uh, in terms of us being on the winning end, never seen or been a part of anything like that. Uh, to be down five with 12.89 seconds, and they have the ball. 
because they got the rebound off of Miss Frito, but then there was a travel. But they had the ball down five, and to come back and win it without an additional overtime is just unheard of. I've never seen so many things happen in two seconds of basketball. So much went on in the last two seconds. Yeah, it, if any one of them don't go on, we don't win the game. So we say we're about due, though. We, yeah. we needed one to go our way, so we'll take it any way we could get it. So how much does one shot or one win mean to the outlook of this team right now? Well, you know, practices, uh, we've continued to play hard and practice hard, but uh, guys had a little more pep in their step. Uh, guys weren't as down, and, you know, their countenance was was better. Uh, so, so it helps that way. Okay, the matchup with BYU, how do you see it tonight? BYU uh, knocked us on our heels the first time we played them in Provo. They came out and forced us into seven turnovers in the first eight minutes of the game. We ended up with 11. We kind of got our bearings, yep. but uh, they really they really took the first punch in that game and connected. Uh, they shoot the ball extremely well. They make it hard on you when they're really getting after it and they're active. Spitzer Johnson uh, is very disruptive on the defensive end. And then they have good rim protection with uh, Akiti in there. And even with uh, Traore in there, they have good rim protection. It was a one-possession game late. You stayed right with BYU. You scored a good number. You shot a good number. Outshot BYU, actually, in Provo. The rebound disparity had to stand out to you, though. 17-4. to four. And as you mentioned, when you're that close down the stretch and you look at 13-point differential on the backboard, you can point right there. Uh, I think they also hurt us in transition. Uh, we forced some shots, took some bad shots, turned the ball over, and that allowed them to get some easy baskets. And, you know, those two areas, I think, made the difference in the game. You're not playing a ton of guys right now. On the flip side, the unit that's out there most of the time, do you feel like they've really gelled into something that uh, you don't need to go as deep? I think so. And there's, you know, we we had a couple of injuries. We talked about it before, uh, mainly Bubakar Kolobali, who yeah. was a good presence for us. But uh, with the young team, as you know, we talked about this before, we've now played 25 games or so. So you're a little older. I just feel like maybe we're growing up a little bit and, start and, and have learned some lessons, and that allows us to be a slightly better team. Finally, a big-picture question as this league heads down the stretch run. Would you agree this is the best chance of any year for this league to head down to Vegas and have anything happen the way things are going top to bottom? You know, I would say the last couple of years, the top six, it's been like that, but now... Good luck trying to predict who's going to advance and who's going to, yeah, just, it, it's going to be very, very competitive. It's always been a pleasure, uh, Coach Romar. I'm not sure when we'll do this again here in Malibu, but it's been a fun run. Yes, yes, it has. Been, it's, been, uh, it's been great competing against BYU. Coach Pope and his staff do a heck of a job. Those guys always play hard. They come ready to play. Coach Romar, thanks again. We'll see you in Vegas. Okay, thank you. All right, that is Pepperdine head coach Lorenzo Romar. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues after this live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Pepperdine straight ahead. One of five games on the Thursday night WCC slate. They've gone to halftime in Spokane. BYU is going to be in Spokane on Saturday. And, man, I hope Gonzaga 
Doesn't put up 60 on the Cougs in two days. They put up 60 against USF in the first half tonight. Halftime score 60-40. to 40. Gonzaga over San Francisco. If you're on pace for 80 in Spokane, you feel pretty good until Gonzaga's on pace for 120. Uh, they've got a halftime at the uh, Child Center and Pacific a one-point lead on Portland, 33-32. Tipping off at the same time as BYU and Pepperdine. St. Mary's playing at LMU and San Diego playing at Santa Clara. Well, tonight's one of those uh, take-care-of-business games for BYU, Mark. Uh, the Waves, they're in the 200 range in uh, Net and Ken Palm, but... We've called enough funky games at Firestone to be wary of the waves. Yeah, I mean, such a beautiful place should not engender such uh, <laughs> dismalness in my soul. But uh, I've just seen a lot of losses in this building more sh- than there should have been. And there shouldn't be one tonight. But I tell you what, Pepperdine has some really good scores. And if you get hot, that they can be in this game. They can get excited. Their, their team had that big win. So this is... Obviously a dangerous game. BYU can't overlook anybody. They're not good enough to overlook anybody, but I think if they come out, rebound hard, play good defense, they'll come out with the wind here at the Firestone Fieldhouse. All right, he's Mark Durant. Some final words before tip-off coming your way after this break. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Whether you're climbing the peaks of the Himalayas, surfing the coasts of Maui, Laid up, relaxing on the couch. Driving from Milwaukee to Oakley, Idaho. Or perhaps just taking in the afternoon sun. No matter where you are on life's journey, download the BYU Radio app or listen wherever you get your podcasts and let a new journey begin. Eligibility. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. All right, the BYU and Pepperdine just moments away here at Firestone Fieldhouse. Last time these two teams met last month in Provo, BYU scored a season-high 91 points. They've also scored 80-plus in their last two games. Offense rounding into shape a little bit, Mark? I think so. I think so. I think they're... They've really figured out that two-man game. Rudy and Dallin running it very well with Foose. And I think that opens up a lot of things because then the defense has to come in and help a little bit. So that opens up your threes. And you're shooting, now you're shooting threes in rhythm that are open. And you get the confidence going. I mean, it builds on itself. And it seems, at least from la- for last week, the offense was top-notch. Uh, Pepperdine doesn't care a lot for defense. They just want to outscore you. So the chances are this could get up and down. Uh, the Waves rank 346th. In scoring defense, they just want to score and score some more and see if you can keep pace. We'll see what tonight's game looks like when we come back with tip-off just moments away. Tip-off of BYU and Pepperdine is coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.